Hey guys, welcome back to Evolving Your Destiny. I am your host, Destiny Garnett, and this week we are going to be talking about codependency because I feel like it is something that can go hand in hand with the conversation that we've been having the past couple weeks with the unworthiness wounds. And so I want to start this episode off by actually reading you guys a definition of codependency. And I know that there are many different definitions and ways that codependency is viewed. So I'm going to be using the definition from Psych Central. And the definition of codependency on psychcentral.com is any enmeshed relationship in which one person loses their sense of independence and believes they need to tend to somebody else or to someone else. And again, that is the definition from Psych Central. And it's just one of the definitions that I have come across of codependency where it really fits and makes sense to the way that I have experienced codependency in my life and a way that a lot of my clients have experienced codependency in their life. And codependency can look like so many different things. But mainly, like the definition said, it's really losing that sense of independence and having the belief that you need to tend to somebody else and this can show up in a lot of self-sacrifice or saying yes when you really want to say no um just because you feel like you owe them or that you have to do it or whatever the case whatever the feeling it may not even be something that you think about it might just be something that you do on autopilot at this point because sometimes it can just become that much of a routine And you don't even realize that you're tending to this other person because you're just so used to putting them on this pedestal and revolving your identity and your value and worth around their appreciation and their love. And it's likely that you don't get much of it or even if you do get much of it, you don't feel as worthy as you would if it was truly coming from like you believing in your worth Because I feel like when your worth is coming from an external source, it's not stable. It's not constant. Because, I mean, obviously, one, other people don't determine our worth. But if we rely on them and expect them to determine our worth, when they're in a good mood and things are good, it's going to feel good. And then you expect them to determine your worth even when they're having a bad day or they're feeling insecure or they're feeling angry or whatever the case is or they're just under a lot of stress and then they do something or maybe they just say something in a bland way and it's not the regular way that they say it and for some reason that triggers a sense of unworthiness and insecurity and almost like a deep feeling that like oh no like I have to fix this I have to do something to get them to love me and value me and worship me again so I can have that sense of self that I am seeking because they are my sense of self. And as somebody who was diagnosed with BPD and very much has experienced having a favorite person, it is very similar to that. Like, 
Obviously, BPD is a little bit more extreme, but I definitely believe that those who experience codependency experience a form of favorite person because whatever person you are clinging to or really any persons that you are clinging to for a sense of identity and worth and value, it is that same dynamic as it is as you see with BPD and their favorite person where their entire world revolves around this person and if their person is not okay and like they're upset then all of a sudden they're upset because their person is upset (laughs) obviously not 100% healthy behaviors but they can be learned behaviors and they can be behaviors that you were exposed to depending on your environment growing up which is what everything comes back to because your entire life is created by you and your subconscious resides in you and your subconscious was built again when you were in between the ages of five and seven so well really zero to seven but the fears of five to seven are huge as well um and those beliefs are likely to need some shifting to need some adjusting because we do the best that we can like we always do the best that we can with the knowledge that we have at the time. And I truly will always stand by that and believe that. I brought it up in the last worthiness episode as well, where I have a lot of compassion for the versions of myself that I speak about in these podcasts from the past. And part of the reason for that is because I know that she was doing the best that she could. Like, even if I was in a really dark place, even if I was making decisions that were out of alignment, even if I was doing things that didn't exactly suit my best interest, I was doing the best I could with the things that I knew how to do and with the resources that I was given. And I truly believe that that happens and is the case for every single person that every single one of us is doing the best that we can with the knowledge that we have and the resources that we have so coming back to codependency really comes back to instead of seeking that in somebody else again very similar to the favorite person instead of searching outside of yourself for that validation, that sense of purpose, that um, sense of value and worth and really just tending to them and taking care of them, especially if you're a woman, as women love to nurture, like it's in our nature to nurture, right? But you can't allow yourself to nurture somebody in a way of love if you are solely nurturing them from a place of codependency where you have lost that sense of self and that sense of independence. And it's almost like believing that you're not really an individual, like you have no agency over yourself or your life. And you find yourself when you get stuck in codependency you really you find yourself putting up with things that are not good for you and you know that they're not good for you but you put up with them and you tolerate them anyways because you think that well this person gives me my sense of value and they give me my sense of purpose and my sense of identity so 
I'll be fine and I'll just keep tolerating it and maybe one day they'll change or one day it won't bother me. Which, yeah, those both scenarios are possible. But there's also an infinite amount of possibilities that could occur. And one of the things that really should be occurring is the ability to trust in yourself. And of all the podcasts that I have listened to and self-help books that I have done and all of the courses that I have taken and the coaches that I have worked with and the clients that I have coached. And it always, when codependency is involved, there is always a need to learn how to trust the self, learn how to trust in yourself, trust in your body, trust in your ability to choose other people and trust that you are going to be safe around them. The ability to listen to your own needs and honor your own needs. And the thing with fear, as I've said before, is the fear of something usually makes the thing you're scared of appear, right? So when you're in this state of not trusting yourself and you're self-sacrificing, you're self-sabotaging, you're focused on everybody else or maybe just one other person or a few other people, whomever, and you're in this state of like panic and constantly seeking for more and almost like a constantly anxious state. And it really comes down to the lack of trust with yourself and So you're seeking somebody else that you can put your trust into. But because there is little trust within, that again reflects in your external reality. And as a result, you really end up putting yourself in these situations where you have very little trust, if any at all, with everybody around you and with yourself. One of the things that has really become apparent to me with codependency along my healing journey is connecting with your body and connecting with yourself really does have so many layers to it. Like you begin to think that you understand this part of yourself and why you do something or why you feel something or the root of the cause and then all of a sudden you're diving deeper into a deeper layer and you're like oh no wait like I thought I understood this but now I'm seeing it from an entirely different perspective and angle and get to dive in all over again and learn even more and that's why so often you hear healing being compared to an onion and I've said it before in a couple of my podcasts before because there really are so many different layers And I mean, everybody knows that spirit moves in curves and as spiritual beings, we also, we move in curves, we move in patterns. So you have these spirals and curves and what comes with them? Patterns. And patterns make it easier for us to begin to be able to notice what is occurring and learn the lesson and shift what needs shifting. Because if you think about it, like if everything that happened in your life was a totally different lesson. Like you would probably 
rarely figure it out or take you a very long time. But with patterns, you begin to notice because it's the same thing, but in multiple different people because it's an energy match. So you're going to bump into all of these people that are on this frequency of whatever pattern it is that you are experiencing. And when their energy meshes with yours, like your energy actually arranges and acts based upon each other's energy and your karmic patterns that you embody. This is why some people act different, like you're different around every single person and not different in your entire personality changes, but when you and somebody else's energy interacts, depending on if it's an energetic match or not, it either blends well or it doesn't blend well. And that's why some people you get along with better and some people you don't get along with at all. Some people you get a great feeling with and you hit it off right away. Other people you don't get a good feeling with. But maybe you'll end up close later. Or maybe you don't end up close at all. And so it's different for everybody. But the point is that people's energy, like your energy will actually adapt around each other. And this is why people that you get so close with begin to trigger you so much. Because their energy is working around your karmic patterns and your energy is working around their karmic patterns so you guys are constantly triggering each other without even knowing it but it's really just your energy trying to surface and so with codependency a lot of that is really ignored especially the intuition especially knowing that you deserve better knowing that you shouldn't be draining yourself for somebody that isn't even reciprocating in the slightest it's very rare. I I personally haven't experienced or heard of one codependent situation yet where the other person was giving back and actually reciprocating that energy because I have found that when you don't have boundaries and you are just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, naturally the people around you are going to just take, 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 take. Because there's no boundaries being put into place and it's becoming normal and it's becoming what they expect from you. So when all of a sudden you try to stop, they have a problem with it. But really, that's not your issue. But it again, it comes back to the environment you had growing up. So if you had to worry about upsetting your parents and you didn't want to make your parents upset, you had to tiptoe around them or make sure that they were okay and kind of almost be the parent even though you were the child or in abusive relationships. Like it manifests in many, many different ways, but it always comes back to that lack of sense of self and that lack of being able to trust yourself, especially your intuition, your bodily responses and your body communicating to you your needs. And that is actually why... I am launching my embodiment program because it's so many different things can be healed through embodiment. And I def- I just believe that it is a practice that being purposefully embodied, everybody should experience it. It is healing. It is freeing. It is liberating. It feels so good. It's releasing it's deep it's a whole other experience and 
it really is just beautiful and amazing to begin to connect with yourself and find your true self and begin to live your life on purpose, to begin having fun in the moment, just having fun with what it is you do, having fun being yourself. And that's really where like that flow state comes in, right? Like when you get lost in doing something, you're just having so much fun. You don't know what time it is. You don't know what day it is. You don't care. You're not checking your phone. You're not worried about what somebody else is doing or what you can do to get them to notice you. You're in a flow state where you're having fun, you're playing, you're happy, you're excited, you're in the moment, you're embodying all of your senses. So you're truly seeing what you see, you're feeling what you feel, you're hearing what you hear, you're tasting anything that you taste, you're smelling what you smell. And you're just, you're in body, you're embodied. And when you're embodied, your life force just begins to lighten up and it begins to really shine through in such radiant, creative, unique ways. But in order to get there, it's very much a process of stepping out of the, for one, It's a very masculine energy where it is, what can I do? What can I do? What can I give? What can I do for approval? How can I tend to this person? How can I take care of this person? You know, very similar to people pleasing. And so switching it from that masculine do, do, do energy and switching it to the feminine energy of being still being present with what is going on internally and being present of what it is that you are longing for. So if you all of a sudden feel yourself longing to send somebody a nice text message and remind them how loved they are, well, that's awesome, but let's do it for ourselves first. Let's just see how it goes and say those things to yourself. And you'll be surprised how often the advice that you give to other people can really be applied to yourself too. And that was something I always heard, but I never really looked at it in that sense until one day I was giving a friend who was in a similar situation to me and I was giving her my input and advice and For some reason, I just went back and reread what I had typed to her and it just hit me like, wow, it was 100% stuff that I needed to hear too. So not only did, was I able to help give her something that got her mind thinking and got her in a new perspective, but I also ended up putting myself in a new perspective and giving that advice back to myself And now anytime that I find myself giving advice, I make sure I go back and I reread it from like a third person as if somebody else is saying it to me. And it really is unique and beautiful to see how the universe puts you wherever you are in energetic match. And that's something I speak of often, but to really begin to see that and to begin realizing, oh, okay, so this person 
we're similar in this way. This person, we're on this same frequency. We're on this same frequency. And it's amazing because as you begin to transform and as you begin to reveal the parts of yourself that you truly love and are trying to embrace and are beginning to integrate back into your personality and into yourself, you begin to find and come across other people that are embodying those traits and are that are doing the things that you want to do and that's that's how you know that you're beginning to attune to that frequency the more situations and people that you see and come across that are aligning with what you are trying to be and embody that's all of the proof that you need that you are moving in the right direction you are on the frequency that you are trying to be that you desire to be on and if you're not well take a look at what type of people are you encountering what are the types of things popping up on your social algorithms what if any things are coming up in your relationships right especially if you're in a codependent relationship you cannot control the other person but you can control yourself what issues are occurring and arising in which you can take control and you can shift for your own well-being and for the well-being of the other person, trusting that the other person is going to get what they need. Because really, when I was really, really stuck in the codependent states, I would always find myself, well, they need me to. They need me to do it, right? They have nobody else. Well, that's sort of implying that the person can't do it on their own. When, like, if you really think about it. And that's not true. Because we all can do it on our own. We obviously thrive in communities and need support and need a support system and community of love and sisterhood and brotherhood and all of those wonderful, beautiful things and connections but it has to always start with the self. Like nobody else can do it for you. So if nobody else can do it for you, you can't do it for anybody else. Like it has to be a you choice. Even when you're working with a coach, even when you're working with a therapist, even when you're working with anybody. Or if you want to break a habit or if you want to break an addiction or whatever the case And I know it's not always easy to break an addiction. Trust me. That can be another podcast for another day because I've been there. But my point is, is that nobody on this earth needs to really be that dependent on another person. So when you sit there and you tell yourself, well, they need me to, or I've done it for so long that they they have to, or I have to, or they're going to get mad at me. Well, chances are, if they're going to get mad at you, That's the exact reason that you need to stop because one's own independence is very important. And that's not to say that you can't do things for your partner. Obviously, do things for your partner out of love and out of truly wanting to do them. But I think that when we take it into our own hands and we say, oh, well, this person needs me and I'm the only person that can give this to them then we take away their options and we kind of pull them away from what the universe is trying to present to them. 
Because in reality, we can't know what is best for somebody else. We can give our input, we can give our perspectives to try to expand their perspective and give a little bit of insight that they need to hear maybe to lead them to their own connections and their own revelations and epiphanies. But we can't actually force anything upon anybody else because we're all on our own inner journey. And so it always has to come from ourselves. And that again, that's not to say that you can't receive from other people. It's not to say that you can't give to other people. It doesn't have to be a journey of isolation either. But when you are in a relationship with people, there, it, there is usually a healthy amount of balance and boundaries. And one of the things that is really going to come up is, well... What do I do for this person that I think they can't do for themselves? Or what do I think I get out of doing this for this person? Am I doing this for this person because I enjoy doing it? Or am I doing it with an expectation of something in return? Do I actually want to do this? Or do I feel like I have to do this? In order for it to work. Like is this what I was taught I had to do? Because I've been there too. And I've been in the relationships where. I thought that the other person was supposed to be my happiness. And create my happiness. And I was miserable. And I was always trying to do the same for the other person. And it was very codependent. Very toxic. Very very much no independence or sense of self at all. Never mind accountability or self-discipline or any of those things. And it has been a journey of so many different layers. But I really wanted to put into perspective and talk about codependency because I know it's something that is very common. And it is something that I have worked with. It's something that just about every single woman I've worked with has mentioned or brought up or we have worked on together including myself and learning to discern your intuition from your subconscious can also be a journey in itself because your subconscious tries to protect you and shuts down with anything it doesn't feel safe with right but then you have your intuition which is always giving you feelings and indications of whether this is something for you or not for you and sometimes our subconscious and our intuition clash and it leads to indecision inside of us because we're not sure which one to trust and especially for those of us who have been through a lot of traumatic experiences and come from an abusive household and abusive relationships That self-trust really doesn't exist. And it's not that we just consciously don't trust ourselves. It's that we felt as though there was something wrong with us given the situations that we experienced in our environments growing up. Which we again experienced 
all throughout life because it becomes cyclic. And the pattern will continue to show itself again and again in slightly different and various ways with different people. And then you begin to notice it. And then you just begin to think it's the other people. Or I did anyway. And then I eventually one day just realized, looked myself in a mirror, and started on my healing journey. And codependency wasn't something that I really began to look into up until a couple months ago. And it has been quite a wake-up call. Because while I am in a relationship, I am in one where him and I are both learning the balance between that sense of independence and the sense of the bond that we build together. And we are also learning to trust in ourselves and trust to trust in ourselves while not over expecting from the other person which we have both been guilty of. But it's a very winding and layer-filled journey of discovery. And if this resonates with you, I highly, highly recommend really just, for one, looking into your codependency and looking into where it stems from and when was the first time that you really found yourself doing these behaviors and... How were they normalized for you? And how do you feel when you do them? Do you think you would feel better doing something else? And what would you feel better doing? And really just listening to and trusting your instinctual answers because those first initial reactions and those first initial answers are a lot truer than you might believe or think at first. And the more you allow it to surface and come up, the more you're going to understand it and it may bring up painful emotions but I promise you that these are emotions that you are carrying around every single day with you anyway. So if you're feeling them and you're allowing them to arise and surface, you're allowing them to actually surface and rise and leave the body because they're not being repressed anymore. They're not being stored anymore. They're going to be felt and they're going to be released and let go of rather than stored in your body causing tension and pain and so while it might be emotional pain it's temporary just as everything else is and it's something that you're carrying with you either way so when you are ready I definitely recommend diving into it and if you feel that you are ready keep an eye out for my embodiment program which is launching very very soon Because codependency is going to be one of the things that does qualify for being worked through. And every single person who takes the program will receive a different healing layout because all of us are different and these are very intuitive and adaptable to you. But I am beyond excited to be having this conversation and be launching this program because I know how important this part of healing is and really am excited to share what I have learned along the way and to learn from you guys as well because I well 
I may be the coach in many of our relationships. I learn from each and every one of you in so many different ways. And even if you're not somebody that has had a client coach relationship with me and you're just a friend or you're like a sister or family or whatever or anyway, if you're in my life, I adore you and I love you and I honor you. And I definitely learned from you because there's not one single person that I can name that I haven't learned from throughout my existence and throughout my life and my journey. And I'm honored to be able to share and teach anything that I can while exchanging this, the knowledge and just the healing experience and being able to hold the space for you guys. It really is such an honor and I am so glad that I started doing it and started diving into this work. Um, because I wouldn't change it for anything. So that is going to be it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed this week's episode, feel free to share it with a friend. Feel free to DM me on any of my socials with any questions, topics you want to hear on the podcast, or suggestions, feedback, stories of your own, anything. My DMs, my email, always open. And we will be back and at it again next Thursday, next week. I hope you all have a beautiful week. Love you guys. Bye.